conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Thank you for that, Scout. It is the year 1960. A mother of two children hears a voice from God, a voice telling her to have another child, but this one is to be born for him. And so she knew in her heart that this child was going to be a pastor. And she was so excited about this. He was going to be a great pastor to preach the message to all the world and spend his entire life in ministry for the Lord. Then nine months later, she gives birth to a baby girl. And society told her that she was mistaken when she heard God's voice. But the little girl grew up. She grew up and she had this beautiful relationship with God. He was her safe place. He was her shelter. So when the world around her became scary and unfair, when friends betrayed her, she would run back to that safe place where she knew she was loved and where the arms of her Heavenly Father were wrapped around her. And then as a youth... Nancy's relationship went into ministry. Her relationship with God led her to doing ministry at the local church, La Sierra SDA Church. She ran puppet groups with her then-boyfriend. She was part of Pathfinders. She did religious acting, anything she could. She was at the church constantly because that was her home. That was where she felt the most safe and loved. But then as high school graduation came near, her mom came to her and said, okay, you have to stop that ministry stuff and get an actual career, an actual job that is suitable for a lady. You can't do both. You have to choose career or ministry. And so Nancy, listening to her mother, she went to college. But for about two and a half years, she didn't know what she wanted to do. So she took random classes that felt like she should take until eventually she found that she had enough classes to go into nursing. And so she followed that path, but still not knowing what the path was that God had for her. Today we are looking at the gifts of the Christmas story. And first we're going to look at the gift of Mary the mother of Jesus. For Mary, God completely invades her life with a plan that was determined before the beginning of time, with a plan that seemed impossible at that moment. God has a plan for our lives. And if we have the courage to stand up and say yes, then nothing is impossible with God. The Gospel of Luke, we are, in the Gospel of Luke, we are given the story of Gabriel, who is sent from God to an unpopular town of Nazareth, to a young girl whose name is Mary. 
Luke tells us that Mary is betrothed to Joseph. And betrothal in that era meant that you were basically married, but the marriage was not yet consummated. And so here we have Mary as a young girl, probably from the ages of 12 to 14, and is a virgin. The status of Mary's body becomes the focus of the conversation between her and Gabriel. So Gabriel goes to Mary and declares, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But Mary is troubled by this situation, which is understandable because at this moment, as far as Mary knows, God has been silenced since the exile of Israel to Babylon. For several hundred years, they have heard nothing from God, as far as Mary knows. And so she is afraid at the first moments. And she doesn't understand why the angel is breaking God's silence to a young girl in a poor town of Nazareth. But quickly, Gabriel reassures her, saying, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb a child. You will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. God's plan for Mary's life has been made known. But to her, it seems as an impossibility because she is a virgin. Back to Nancy's story. As she grew up, she got married to her high school sweethearts, and she had two beautiful little girls. And she was still working in the, the nurse, as a nurse. And so she grew apart from the church for a while until the world around her became scary. And it sent her back to her safe place, back to the place where Jesus was, and back to the community of faith. And she began to follow the path that God had for her, which led her back into the ministry of the church. Anything she could do. She started with adventures, and then VBS, and then Pathfinders, and youth. Anything that God gave to her, it flourished. And so one day, her boss at the hospital came to her and said, you have to quit that ministry stuff if you are really serious about being a nurse. And so following the direction of God, she quit her job as a nurse. Then did what seemed to be impossible to her, which was to accept her calling into pastoral ministry. And for that day, it would have seemed impossible. Many times, God shows up with a plan when we least expect it to arrive. It's not always in neon lights or an angel coming down telling you exactly what to do. So usually, it is in the quiet and the stillness. It is in the walk and the path that God has led to you until eventually you figure out what the end goal is. It is through a relationship and walking every day with Jesus Christ. So we must learn to listen to what God is saying because he does have a plan for each and every one of us. 
God had finally given clarity, clarity to Nancy concerning his plan, just as Gabriel gave clarity to Mary for the plan for her and for the plan to save the world. In verse 35 of Luke chapter 1, Gabriel gives clarity to Mary and how this impossible virgin birth was going to happen, declaring that the child will be of the Holy Spirit, that nothing is impossible with God. The response of Mary is her gift to the narrative, is her gift to us today. Mary expresses great courage and trust in God, accepting this plan. And she would have known that under normal circumstances, going along with this would mean her death. Or at the very least, she would lose the relationship she had with Joseph. Because back then, having a child out of wedlock meant that you were to be stoned for, for adultery. And so she knew saying yes to this plan was risky, but she trusted in the power of God. She trusted that if he had a plan for her, that it was not to harm her, but it was to prosper her. And so, to the world, this situation was unacceptable. But to Mary, she did not even hesitate in her response. to put everything on the line to follow Jesus to follow God's plan, a plan that would lead to the salvation of all of humanity, making it possible for all of us to have a relationship with him, to have a future in the presence of God, to be with him forever. God has a plan for your life. No matter who you are, where you have been, there is a path that leads you back into the loving arms of your heavenly Father. A path that leads you home. When God's will is made clear and we trust him enough and have the courage to stand up and say, yes, I will follow your will, then nothing is impossible. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I love the Christmas carol of the song of the little drummer boy. It, it's a beautiful message that you find in it. It's, it's a children's song, and it's kind of comedic in a way because, of course, the shepherds didn't have drums back then. But it gives the heart of the song, to me at least, gives this beautiful depiction of the shepherds and what may have been going on in their hearts as they come and they see Jesus, a baby, their Messiah, their King, lying in a manger. In this song, you get the sense that it is a child singing, 
a child that has been born into the life of a shepherd, coming to the presence of his king, the Savior. And in the presence of Jesus Christ, as a child, two things happen. The child sees two things. First, the little boy relates to his king, saying that I am a poor boy too. He relates to his heavenly, to the king that is a baby and lying in the manger. But he also comes with this want to give the best that he has. I don't have anything, but I have the talents that I have to sing to you, to play for you. And I give what I have. In the story of the shepherds, Luke goes from Mary, and we are jumping over to the next chapter to talk to, about the shepherds. And in Luke, the shepherds are given the first decoration, the first announcements of the birth of Christ. And it is given to the most unlikely of people. Because the shepherds, they were not seen as glorified or fancy or as successful um, citizens of community. Just quite the opposite. Shepherds were seen as dirty, unclean, and as Bob mentioned last week, scum of, scum of the earth. Shepherds were placed with one of the most unwanted jobs because sheep were not easy to take care of. They smelled, they weren't the smartest, and you spent most of your time bored watching sheep wander around. And also because of their profession, shepherds could not participate in temple worship because they were deemed as unclean because they're around sheep all day. And so Luke tells us that the shepherds were out in the fields. It was a normal day for them, and they're out in the fields, and out of nowhere, the darkness that they were in suddenly becomes filled with light as an angel appears to them. Something completely out of the ordinary happens within their ordinary. So the single angel comes, and everything is full of light, and the angel says, fear not, for I bring you good news today. In the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, is born. Then the angel describes that the king will be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then out of nowhere, a multitude of angels appear singing out, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those who he is pleased with. And then once the angels go away, the shepherds run as fast as they can to find Mary and Joseph and the baby that was to be king lying in a manger. So just like the famous Christmas carol of the little drummer boy, the shepherds would have seen a scene that was not completely unfamiliar to them. A child being born in the humblest beginnings, similar to the way that they would have been born. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. These are just pieces of fabric that typically were used as burial garbs, robes, when someone died. And they would take that with them whenever they traveled, because traveling back then was very dangerous. 
And so if something happened, at least you had your burial garbs with you. So they used this to wrap the baby Jesus, and they put him in a manger, a place where food typically went, fitting for the bread of life, but not fitting for the king of all of the universe. So the shepherds come and they see this scene, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Just as God had a plan for Mary's life, he also has a plan for these humble shepherds. The shepherds that the rest of the world has discredited and have turned their backs on. Fun facts. Bethlehem was the area that would raise the sheep that were meant to be sacrificed for the sins of the people. And so it was the temple sacrifice sheep. So these shepherds were responsible for birthing the little lambs for sacrifice in the future. Another fun fact is that Mary and Joseph were staying in the same place that typically they would take the animals that were vulnerable. So if a sheep was about to give birth at night, they would take them into this area so that it was safer for them to give birth there and not be affected by the, by the darkness and by the threats of the outside world. And so God has a plan, a plan that means sacrificing his own son so that we can live forever with him. Jesus is sent to be the lamb that is sacrificed for our sins. And I do not believe that it is a coincidence that God sends his son to die in the same, to be born in the same place as the sheep would be born that were meant for sacrifice. That he is taking the place of those sheep. That he is the one that will die for our sins. God has a plan to bring salvation to all of the world which was once impossible. But now, because of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it is now possible. The gift of the shepherds that is present in this story is that where society would have looked upon the shepherds with with disgust, where they would have rejected them and called them scoundrels, and not wanted to be around them because they were unclean, God looks at them and says, I want them to be there at the birth of my child, of Jesus Christ. Because the things that this world says make you less than, or worthless, or an outcast, I will use that for my glory. It is not a coincidence that the shepherds were there at the birth of Christ. God had a plan for them to be there to help the birth of the final lamb, the lamb of God that would die for our sins. Today, there may be people who say that God can never use them, that God does not have a plan for them, whether it be because of the bad choices you have made, or because of your situation in life, or because of the way that you are born. The gift of the shepherd says that that is not true. That God has entrusted 
that God has a plan for your life, no matter who you are. And we just need to have the courage and the trust and the faith in God to stand up and say yes to whatever your plan is. And God has entrusted us as believers with this life-saving message of hope. As believers, we must understand that the gospel reaches all people, every single one. They are all children of God. And that is another lesson we learn from the shepherds at Christmas. That no one is beyond the love of God, the power of God. And we need to treat others in that manner. No one is beyond the reach of God's grace. It is God's grace that saves people through faith. God can use each and every one of us, every one of his children, to spread the good news, the gospel, that Jesus Christ was born as a baby from humble beginnings, and he lives life as a human. And he died for our sins so that we may someday have a closer relationship with God. That we may someday spend eternity with our Heavenly Father. The one that loves us. The one that wraps his arms around us and is our safe place. No longer will we be tempted by the things of this world that want to pull us away. But we will be in the safety of our Father. The gospel reaches into the lives of all people with a message of hope and of salvation. And we need to have the courage to listen to that message and to stand up and say yes to your plan, even if it seems impossible.